This episode is really a sequel to last Wednesday's episode that I recorded with Eric. So I recorded that conversation as the day turned to night out in my back garden in the sunshine. Although by the end of the conversation, the sun had gone in. After that, my dad came over and we ate a meal that I'd made and we drank some wine. And much later in the evening, slightly affected by the alcohol and the rich food and the day, we recorded the following conversation whilst drinking coffee and eating strawberries and cream. I hope you enjoy it. And I stood up and I said, all right, here we go. And I read the first sentence. He rode into our valley in the autumn of 1879. silence hello i'm dave i'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together i need to get better please make me better i want to get better 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 acquainted with you today we are getting better acquainted with eric and my dad. Hello. Hello. Yeah, one of you managed it. Hello? Oh, yeah. Hello? Is there anyone there? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the first question I ask people, I can't ask you guys, really, because you both answered it on different different shows. Well, so might, I thought I would ask you... We might how answer differently this time. You might, and I do use that as a yeah, technique yeah. sometimes, but not this time. I thought I would ask you how you two met oh, each oh, other which actually you know you did actually talk about how you met dad in yours anyway so you are did you he, are, he you remembers are... you remember it. i, I do remember, remember and i'm certainly not going to I repeat mean, I that stuff very no, many no. days with you but i don't remember our actual meeting when did you oh. meet well it was in data wasn't it oh yes you came to date yeah do you remember first impression do you actually remember the first time you met each other I remember the first time I met, but I've already talked about that. Yes, but you actually remember the actual moment. Oh, just, yes, indeed I do. Yes. Me, what was your first impression of him? Uh-huh. Do you remember well, that? I, I, n- n- well, the first impression of him was it was physical, really. It was just it was a nice bloke at the end of the bar. And I, I you know, as it was I, in the pub, was it? I offered yes, him a, a drink and he accepted and he's accepted ever since. I don't know, he was just somebody who... Yeah, I remember very well. You turned towards me because I was introduced and I... I I came into this pub. I know exactly what the pub was. It was on Tottenham Which Court one? Road. What's it? It's called the Coventry or something. But I, I, I don't know. I can't, I really Who can't was remember. in there with me when you? I think it might have been Rolf. Uh huh. But uh-huh. somebody brought me in. It might have been Tiger. It might have been Rolf, and, and uh, introduced me to you. You were already with someone. I can't remember which one. But you were back against the bar. You were at the end of the bar on this on this, on this stool. <laughs> and you and somebody, whoever it was said uh, <clears throat> and this is Peter Peter Pickering and that was it that was the introduction it was a bright sunny day I do remember and you don't uh, remember it Dad I don't remember no, this not. at all <laughs> but I don't I don't remember those kind of details any longer but I mean I do remember sort of working with you and that and afterwards and that we were I mean we obviously 
Well, it was partly that we were in some sort of agreement in relation to opposition to other to other things that were going on or other people in data. Or, I mean, we shared a sort of frustration with some of the camera. <coughs> I think we probably did, but I think in, apart from that, to be, that's a bit negative. Yeah, it does well, seem a little... Sort of positive. Well, it would be with you, of course. <laughs> Well, yeah. I think there was a certain <coughs> rapport. I mean, uh, it might have been. Was we might have talked about I don't know, scripts or yeah, and books, books, and books or something. Yes, we like did. That. Yeah, yeah. And it's carried on. How long have you guys been friends then? Well, I'm friends. Did, all right. Uh, when have you <laughs> yeah. been acquaintances? That's a good uh, point. It must have been about 1955, 56. Yes. What well, when we when you came today? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it was, but a bit earlier, I think. So over 50 Before, years. Over 50 years, nearly 60. 60. Yeah. yeah. Good but, I mean, the period 60 that we were years, together... 60 years, The period that we were working together at Data was quite short. Was oh, that was like brief. Five years. Yeah. Or oh, less than that. Less probably. than that, yeah. 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 So yeah. you were only colleagues for five years? Well, no, we were colleagues for two or three years. Yes. Actually. But then yeah. again, when we... But when by then we were friends. So yeah. We, so you yeah. kept in touch. And I left and went off to Denmark, remember? Yeah. And we right. kept in touch regularly. Yeah, right you went over to Denmark. To do the course, and we got married. Yeah, yeah. And, and came back. Yeah. And you're talking about yeah. writing to each other, and that made me. Yeah, we did. We wrote letters. I've still got them. Have you got mine? Oh, I think so. No, no. I said, said to your friend this afternoon, whose name escapes me, that in fact, <laughs> we did. In fact, this is a running. That's a running quite joke. A long correspondence. Yeah, then, yeah. yeah, it went on quite. A Most long of it was yeah. kind of very. People wouldn't understand because it was very subjective. Because it was in, a lot of it was about data. And the, the figures yeah. that we'd made of people at data, you know, like, like making Whitam noddy and yes, you know, yes, we had uh, you had lots of running. Well, you have lots of running jokes. You've got lots of uh, yeah. kind of shared jokes together. When you were talking about letters earlier on, Eric, it reminded me about something. Mm-hmm. By earlier on, I mean in the last episode. I guess it made me think of my first time I remember not meeting you because I don't remember meeting you. I remember knowing you. All I remember of you as a child is just you and your poached eggs and tomatoes on toast. You don't remember me as a child? No, I don't remember you as a child. When I was a child, (laughs) I remember having poached eggs on toast that you made at your house, I imagine, Um, and this being a very nice breakfast. I didn't remember much about you as a person. You know, you were an adult, and you don't think about adults. When I remember really noticing you as a person was when you, you did you noticed I did I did sorry was when what? you gave me this letter actually interestingly enough you it's typed but you've written dear david and you've written, you've signed it as well would you have typed this on a typewriter or a, or a computer oh then? no a typewriter a typewriter but <laughs> what's the date the date is the 11th of the 5th 97 it could have been a typewriter. Uh, could have been. By could then. have been. By could then. Have been and there you go. I mean, electronic typewriter. Ninety-seven. Yeah, ninety-seven. Because I would have been what sixteen. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought fifteen. Probably yeah. fifteen. You were in Cardiff. And it says, "Dear David, I'm sorry I didn't see you before I left on Thursday, and that I have to write on a machine to make sure you can read it. I read your anthology with wonder and admiration." You are reaching out and down and touching things, brackets, wonder, and finding words to express them, brackets, admiration. 
one part of me says stop leave it to mature for a few years get on with other things the other says press on squeeze whatever you decide it will be right remember only to believe in yourself you have a lot to believe in believe me eric and i've kept that ever since Uh, and it's it's every time i've been questioning myself as a writer i've looked at this this letter what was it that he'd read that you'd written an anthology of poetry it says so that's what it was i don't remember that I mean, I was always foisting them on everyone. I would, yeah. would go round giving everybody those. I saw that. You will have done, of course. You saw all my poetry. You saw, you saw all my anthologies of poetry and gave me notes. Oh, I on did. Them. Yeah, that's right. Yes, I did. But I was giving them to everybody, and he, I guess Eric must have read it and saw something oh, in it, which okay. is impressive because I look at those poems now and I, I don't see very much at all in them. So that's flannel, is it? Can't you just alter it a bit and put podcast or something in it? <laughs> <laughs> you can read it out. I'm quite amazed at that. Yeah. Do you remember writing it? You didn't write a letter like that to me. I do, uh, no, do you remember can, writing can I just have yeah, a you could have a look at it. He doesn't write letters like that to me. I, he, no, you must have done You had a big, big, long correspondence. What? You and him had a big, long... Yes, but not about my... He didn't write praise for About me. your writing, no. yeah, but he, 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 he will have written to you as a friend. I'm sure, I'd, friend? Well, I suppose so, yeah. You are friends. Yeah. You've got this joke, it's funny, but... It, it's misleading because people can't see your faces but this is my box actually weirdly enough this is my box of physical things you know because me and Eric were talking about non-physical things and we were and this is my box of physical things that have happened to me look there's the original letter envelope that it came in I'm not sure the oh the other the other letter that's in there is from the playwright Edward Bond Really? So there you what go. Did he say? Oh, it's really long. I'm not going to read it. But was it praiseworthy? Um, Had you sent him a play or something? He said, I can't let you interview me and I can't read any of your plays. <laughs> <laughs> but you're wrong to describe your letter as a begging letter. It is a very good and honest letter. And then he said oh, some other good. very nice things about things. But mostly it was what he'd given me was advice, which is what Eric did. Gave me advice yeah, to a young writer yeah. without getting specific. And that's why I was, earlier on when we were off mic, I said, oh, I better remember that later on because that, that, was, it, that, that letter didn't just influence me as a writer. It's influenced me as a person communicating with other writers. So my niece now, she is, you were saying earlier on to her. She's Eric, writing this. She's writing a thing and she's 12 years old and she's very good at writing. I don't she's, know if it's what she'll decide to do. She's very young for that, but she's, she's got... very good. She's very good. It's very well I'm, I think it's very good. She's given me some poetry as well and I gave her some notes on it, you know. And those notes, I sort of took my lead from the kind of notes that you gave me. You know, be very... There's no point in me pretending I'm a child talking to her. Just what's my reaction? How do I, if, she, if she's an equal to me, what would I say? What you said I thought was very much treating me as an equal, right. even though I'm mm. 15 years old and mm. not everybody would have done that. So mm. I thought that yeah, that's when that's when you appeared in my radar as a person that wasn't just well, an adult. Nothing was charismatic about our meeting. Well, I have to say, I've, I've gone up in my estimate. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I mean, can you remember writing it? I mean, I do. I I remember writing it, not that specific letter, Mm. but I remember 
I know, I knew when I came from Cardiff, and I remember being impressed by whatever it was I read, yeah. and knowing, and I can't remember why, but I just knew that I had to assure you that um, you had to keep, you had to keep going. Now you may have been going through a period at that time of self doubt. You would do at that age, but I just don't. Yeah. Know. I just, but I do remember. It was a. I do remember. I wouldn't remember the letter. If you'd read that to me and say, "Who do, who the hell do you think wrote that?" I wouldn't remember the words, but I do know the sentiment. Was no, I mean that got me through. Yeah, the moments of doubt in adolescence definitely as a writer. But after that, I, I don't know if I've had very much doubt after that. But it. It's it's always been something I've liked to look at. The the letter that I use now, the the one I look look at now, is a letter back from a publisher saying I'd have loved to have published this book if they'd let me publish these kind of books. Teaches me something yeah, else yeah. as well, but it yeah, but it, it, it's no longer about if I write well. It's about if you know how you keep going if you write well and you still don't get anywhere with it because that is a hard slog. That's something yeah. that you've both done. Yeah, have we? Yeah, have we? You've had well, a hard. Well, you've slogged it out, haven't you? What we say? Have we? Oh, I think what have we done? Slogged it out. Kept at it. I suppose so, in a way. Some yeah. of my friends now. I'm thirty, coming up to thirty this year. Not that I want any big deal made out of it, but if you wanted to be aware no, of it, I'm thirty this year. I'm the older. No, I know, but 30 is a, <laughs> a birthday people think you should do oh, something Oh, it is. For. No, 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 it's gone up. It's 40, 30, 40 is <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. 30 for us. I there was a big, like, Rebecca had a big 30. 30. Did, you, did you ever have that feeling? What? Well, when 30 was coming up, sort of, what have I done? This is a sort of, I should have by now. Oh, I think I have that every birthday. <laughs> what sent you on? Yeah, the the, the, the the first bad birthday I had was twenty two, and it, every year since then I've just dreaded it again. And I think uh, I'll carry on for the rest of my life. I, well, I have to say that I I never have had a bad birthday. Really? Yes, because I have an obsession about birthdays. Yeah, you do, don't you? I you do. do. Because I think it's the one day in the year which is yours. And I always look upon the, my birthday as being my Christmas, my personal Christmas. <laughs> it's coming up soon. That's true. I like it. It's and, nice um, it's, and I, with one exception, which I can tell you about sometime, <laughs> I've never ever worked on my birthday. Yeah. I refuse to. My birthday is mine. It's usually pissing rain because it's August. But it doesn't matter. It's my birthday and I keep it hallowed. Fair enough. Yeah. That's, that's nice. I respect other people's birthdays for that. But I could never get other people in my family to have the same... Kind of attitude. Yeah, but at least they do have that attitude to mine because they know how much obsessed I am. Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. They do notice that. Yeah, your birthday's a big (laughs) Well, it's a kind of, oh, God, it's his birthday again. Yeah, I've been to one or two. Jen likes birthdays, though. I I can't really... I, I I don't like sort of the pressure of them. I don't like the idea that you you, you go oh a year's gone by and it makes you have to analyse yourself and it makes well, you have to. Yeah. It makes you sort of go oh god. No, that's what I mean. Where am I? Another year's over and have I achieved anything in that? And mm. and the other thing I don't like about birthdays is it's like Christmas. There's so much loaded on it. Like will it go right? And it always becomes an anticlimax. I'm impressed that you managed to to avoid anticlimaxes. If you oh, I refuse to have an anticlimax. <laughs> anticlimax. No, you, you, this you, is you, my you, Christmas. You'd have to experience you know? one of those <clears throat> things to know. 
So anyway, I mean, <clears throat> I'm <clears throat> I've got a frog in my throat, but I uh, I'm coming up for thirty, and a lot of my friends now <clears throat> are in a situation where they're saying, "Well, maybe I shouldn't carry on doing the creative stuff." You know, people are in the sort of situation where they're like, "We want to have children, and we want to settle down, and it's time." <clears throat> and I I can't imagine ever doing that. And I, I can't imagine giving up doing this. It's not something I really choose to do. It's just something I do. It's like asking a, I don't know, a fish to give up water, you know? It's, it's, it doesn't... What, doesn't are you talking about podcasting now or just... Uh, creating stuff. <clears throat> creating stuff. Look, if we're going to be really pretentious, what I've decided I am is I'm a journeyman because I always tell journeys in whatever form I medium I use journeys are what I'm interested in taking an audience on <clears throat> but um, what I'm saying is that I can't give it up it's not something that's going to happen to me I don't say this is, it's not heroic no, no, it's no, definitely no, no. not heroic I think people heroic yeah. people romanticise writing far too much it's not a heroic action I mean it's not no more heroic for a writer to write than it is for a fish to swim in the sea it's the same the metaphor still stands you know, it's not a, a fish isn't heroic for swimming in the sea. But anyway, my point is, yeah, all of these people are giving fish up. Fish doesn't actually have problems with publishers and agents. That is true. That's what knocks what? people back. Yeah, but you guys haven't been. You've had those troubles with agents and publishers, but oh, you've yeah. carried on. Oh yeah. Why? Got, why have you? Why have you guys carried on? Because in fact, you have. If you have to write, you have to write. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to express That's yourself absolutely. in one way or another, you have to do it. Yeah. And yeah. it's not. There comes a point when I suppose you're doing it defiantly because the publisher won't publish you. But I don't think that's the, I don't think that's that's the point. The thing about the publishers not responding is you get to the point when you think, look, there's so many millions of people out there trying to get published. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's I'm just another one of the rejects. But I don't think you should use the word reject as a put down. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you, you. I always think you should substitute R for it. It's a, it's a regret because often the people who wrote to me saying, that, "I'm sorry, I can't publish this," that's a reject letter. But there's a certain element of regret in it. That yeah, like the letter it. that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you just say, "Well, we get on with it," because it it doesn't matter whether you publish me or not. I still can't stop the thoughts coming in that need to get onto a typewriter. Yeah. yeah. They need to get onto a page. You know, it's where you carry around a notebook. I have a notebook, you know. I mean, I'd love to be able to scribble, to write, just to draw. I can't. And that's another long story. But I can't. But it's a sketch pad for me. I have the ske- my sketch pad, which I have thousands of these. Little notes. They're all, they're all notes. Yeah. Yeah. Little ideas that you're putting down yeah. all the time. Jen takes notes, and the, doesn't she? No publisher can take that yeah. away from you. Well, I, I think all writers take notes, don't yeah. they? I um, mean, I, I take notes. Trouble is, I can't read mine. I mean, I, I now take notes. <laughs> all my notes are on my BlackBerry. Yeah, I'm looking at my notes now while I'm while I'm doing this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, but I mean, how? That's the that's a, that's. As I look at my notes, I'm reminded of this question that I thought would be interesting to ask you. You've been friends for, like I said, 60 years. That's quite insane. How do you achieve that? Do you know what I mean? Like, does it just happen? Because 
I don't think friendships are always easy. It was, was your friendship an easy friendship? It never was difficult, I don't think. No, no, no. Well, I was always... I mean, it wouldn't be with me now, would yeah. it? Yeah. Did you have any... I mean, no. did you have any falling, falling out? I don't think we ever did, really. I know, I often wonder what you thought about <laughs> me leaving Shima. I mean, I knew you wouldn't take sides. You'd do the usual sort of liberal, middle-class, natural sort of oh, human thing, you know. Uh, well, I think we're, we're friends with both of them, so it's not, you know. But, but I often wondered whether you... Who was it? Because Charles didn't take Shida. Somebody who... I had one friend who did take Shida's side very much. I forget who it was. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but it wasn't... But, you know, did, did... I mean, what did you think when Sheena and I broke up? Do you really want to know? know? Yes. Wow. Yes, definitely. Perhaps some friends. <laughs> to have some friends. <laughs> I could never have done that if I thought otherwise. No. <laughs> Do you get it? Yes, more or less. So what Eric is, is saying there is that the story, which I don't know if I'll be able to use at the beginning of the podcast that they were talking about, was that basically Eric was invited to my dad's ex-wife's party and he raised a to- toast to absent friends uh, and dad wasn't there so that was the dad was the absent friend that he was <laughs> raising against so what that's what you're saying dad he's yes, saying i know what he's saying he yeah. took your side but you're saying something slightly different i wasn't actually taking his side ah was, there you go I, no i was yeah i was taking his side but i was also sending it up yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? That's right. You were mocking the idea. Well, oh, yes. it was just in like, a nice way. Yeah, yeah. Hot, yeah it wasn't offensive. No, you know, it was a humorous. A, a by that joke. time, we could afford to be slightly more lighthearted about. Well, it. I was going to say by that time. But yes, but, but isn't that isn't that isn't though that that isn't that what Dad's asking though is is I guess. Did you think that he was culpable in that? Like, uh, what's your judgment? <laughs> no, I didn't have. Isn't any, that I, what you're asking? Is I, that I, what you're asking? So I, could be, yeah, that's part of it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and do, by all means ask, and don't expect well, a direct answer take to Take that then, all right, yeah. Did you think I was culpable? <laughs> I, I, I suppose Did I don't really know, because I didn't know the circumstances. No, all right, I knew was that it had happened. Yeah, I think you it, had, yes. you, had got, you see, we didn't actually live cheek by jowl. No, we didn't. And actually... I was all... But what, what date was it you... Uh, and 69... Um, my dad. Yeah, well, and there so also Karen and Sheila had had that. <coughs> that's uh, right. Yeah. When you when Karen was. Yeah, there was a problem. There, there was wasn't a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But by the time '69 came around, I was so engrossed in what I was doing at the BBC. Anyway. Yes. I don't think I would have been singularly upset. But that's another thing, isn't it? I mean, so all right, okay. So to explain that. My dad left my left his first wife for another woman who was my mum, yeah. uh, and some people took. Well, it, you know, he he was the relationships crossed over each other, and so there was potential to for people to judge decisions that were made, and that's what what they were talking about. But but that's what I'm sort of saying is hard as a, in friendships. Like where I think it's hard to have long term friendships is it's hard to be in the right place emotionally to deal with your friend's problems sometimes that's one way that it can be problematic like if one of you is very unhappy and the other one's very happy then that's moments where it can be hard 
like in that Mark Marin episode that we were listening to. Yeah, that's one of the. And the other thing is that in long term friendships, you can sometimes fall out, and it sounds like you guys haven't fallen out. Which is great. I mean, I've got very close oh, yeah. friends who I have very tempestuous <laughs> friendships with, as well as but ones I don't. I don't. So I, I was, I, you know, you guys haven't had that tempestuous. But we had lots of time off in between. Ah. Yeah. I don't think, yes. I mean, friendships. You know, Long distance. If I had been living together with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you live with a woman for 25 or 50 or 60 <laughs> years, you've got to have fallouts. Exactly. Yeah, but if yeah, you're separating, we had, we had frequent, we had long frequent separations. We had long periods where we didn't see. Usually I went to see him when I had trouble. Like when, I was with, <laughs> when, I, when I got together with Mary, I went to see him. Okay. Uh, and, I'm know. probably going to beep out these names, Dad. Just be... Um, but you, you didn't you didn't want to mention her the no. first time well, no, we got, talked, yeah, so I don't think no, we'll, don't we'll mention think, any names now. Them, yeah, I'm 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 going to take them out anyway. Right. But I'm just think I'm making my job easier by reminding you not to yeah, use yeah. them. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I mean, there were long periods when we didn't see one another. We knew roughly what we were doing. For instance, when I was at the teacher training college, when I was doing that, when I left data, and yeah. I remember you came in to see the play. That's when you met Charles Griffiths, who was a lecturer oh, yes. my friend. Yeah. And you were then teaching at Ballam. Now, how long did you do that for? You were actually teaching in a comprehensive school. Now, wait a minute. I came back... For six months. Or yes, it was like... Uh, that's right, when I came back from Denmark. Yeah. You, yeah, I came back from my year in Denmark. That's right. Before I got restarted in films again, I was teaching. I did a part-time teaching yeah. job at... Um, Ballam. Somewhere was Ballam, Ballam actually oh yeah, god that was, uh, wow that was a that, that was a that was a tough yeah that was a tough school I remember you that telling me that was a tough but well, I was in teacher training college what was tough about the school the, 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 the boys they were just you know they didn't want to learn anything it was Bell just hand. it was really riot stuff and it was a boys school it was a boys school oh, yeah. and wow was it was it was it, was it heavy duty stuff I mean we had a it was very, very difficult. I mean, every you know, I think... What were you teaching? History? I was teaching history and English, but at, the, at, at that time, it was so difficult. Not It's not just that I had problems. The no. whole school had problems. Because they just didn't want to be there, and there was nothing you could do about it. I remember one day saying to our class, look, for God's sake, why don't you just shut up and settle down? Because you had to talk to them like this. Look, all the energy you're using every day to create havoc and hell for me and everybody else in this school, if you could just use a tenth of it, you might get an O level or an A level. Yeah. And almost with a one voice they said, it's no bloody good to us, sir. You know, they always called you sir, but they abused you at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, why not? He said... We ain't. We don't talk right. We're not going to go anywhere. And there was that was a very big revelation to me. They all knew they were condemned. There's no way they were going to get forward because of the way they talked and the place they came from. Well, do you think that's the? Do you think that's the truth for all of them? Do you think some of them made it? Some of them may have made it, but there were so many who were obviously not going to make it mm. that they may have blotted out the two or three. And the two or three that might have wanted to learn anything were probably too inhibited to try to come through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The best thing I did, it used to be chaos all the time. 
And one day I thought, oh, I'll tell you what, and I picked up a book, I still got it. It's called Shane by... Um, the film. What's, what's his name? Not the film. No, but it's the book of the film. Yeah, Jack, Jack, what's his name? Jack, yes. Yeah, him. Made a film of it, yeah. And uh, they did make a film of it. And, it's, and I picked, it was a Western... Yeah, and I picked this up, and it's, it's in the school library, and it's still I've still got it with Bellum Secondary School stamped on it because it was such a turning point. And I walked into this class one day, and it was just chaos again, you see. And I said, "All right then, can we just shut up for a minute, you know?" And oh, no, 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 it's just hell. And I opened this book, you see, and I said, "Look, just let me read. Just give me a moment. I just want to read something to you, you know. Please, shut up." And I remember saying that, shut up, shut up, shut up. And eventually I got silence on the other side. And I stood up and I said, all right, here we go. And I read the first sentence. He rode into our valley in the autumn of 1879. And there was fucking silence. I, thought, <laughs> I said, okay. So I went on and finished that paragraph. And they were just, they sat like that. And I said, do you want me to go on? Oh, I, I, uh, and I went through the whole first chapter, you see. And they were absolutely at peace. Right. They were riveted. And they, and they nicknamed me Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Yes. But then the next time they came in, oh, we're going to have Shane again, son. I said, no, not, not, not this time. You're going to read it, not me. Oh, yeah. I said, no, 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 no. I'll read the first sentence, whichever it was. And I said, right. And I just went round the class. And each of them read a paragraph. And struggled with it, obviously, but they read it. And my God, they got through that book, and I had absolute peace. And the other teachers used to come and say, "What the hell are you doing? It's peaceful in here." And why? Why, why was it that? Was it that particular book, or could it have been any book? I don't was know. It the fact I, that you just suddenly <coughs> sat down and read to them. I think it was the. I mean, the, the opening sentence is relatively gripping. It's not an enormous. It's not a kind of. Well, they'd probably been read books which were, well, uh, uh, in other words, boring. But here was something. Suddenly, there was a, a person. He rode into the valley. It was a horse. Yeah, that's quite good. Yeah, you know? Quite, yeah, he rode in the In the autumn valley. of 89, yeah. da, da 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 and I was standing there like a little boy, and I saw this. Yeah. And they could see themselves in that. Yeah. Look, I'm interpreting. I don't know. I, all I know is that I got silence. I know. Well, and it do. was. It yeah, was, I mean, I had a very similar experience in a primary school, really. What was well, your experience? And you, you worked in a primary school for a while, didn't you? For a couple yeah, of years. A couple of terms. Terms. Um, yes. I mean, when I went to this primary school, it was one of these. <coughs> won't mention names or anything, but it was where the, the the head sort of selected all. This was in the sixties. Selected the kids who he actually thought were write-offs and put them in the single class, and that was the, what the new teacher always got when I got them. And I loved them. I thought, I thought they were great. They were sitting in rows, you know, like this. So I did a similar thing. I, I, I'd had about three weeks of hell with them. You know, I couldn't get anywhere or anything. And I went away and, and I just thought, I'm going to be totally uh, change all this. And I went in and I said, we're going on a voyage. We're going to, we're all going to be, go on ships and we're all going on a voyage. And I'm going to tell you the story. I can't even remember the story I made up. But I told them this story about, Voyage, etc., etc., and I, then it ended up, and they were absolutely like you said, they were suddenly totally different. Mm. They were all, you know, mm. I mean, they weren't totally quiet because they were these were sort of six, seven, eight year old, they were That's, mixed up, yeah. eight, no, not no, seven, eight, nine, that sort of age. 
And then at the end, I divided, so we broke up all the desks and put them into sort of tape. They were table desks, so we put them into groups, and each of these was a ship. And that's how it was going to be. And the headmaster came in and sort of looked around and was thoroughly confused and opposed to this and sort of said, I don't really think this is a very good idea, do you, Mr. Pickering? Do you? And I said, well, we're going on a voyage, I don't know, and he went away. And the next day, the local authority inspector came in, and he didn't mind it so much, but he more or less said to me, look, this is a political situation. I can't, you know, you've got to do what he wants. No, no I mean, that was, actually, that wasn't what drove me out, but I mean, but, but so I actually had to abandon it, and, it went, and in abandoning, <coughs> I felt I betrayed them. Mm-hmm. I actually still do. Mm-hmm. I still think I should have done it differently. And that was the sort of end of it all then. You know, it all petered off. Well, would you, what should you have done? I don't know. Well, I should have just, I could have made some... Some political stand. stand. Political stand, yeah. I mean, so what? I got the then you'd have lost a job, yeah. So, well, I mean, I'm not saying... I, I, I can understand I why you'd have regrets about it. And then I sort of abandoned it, and then Francis came back. Oh, yeah. From Venezuela. <laughs> From Venezuela and rang me up and said, Purse, do you want to work for the Cold Book? <laughs> Mm. Purse was your nickname. Yeah. Why was Purse's nickname? I don't know. I never used it. No. No. To me, it was always Pickers. Pickers was it? What did he call you, Francis? EB. EB. That's right. EB's better than Pickers. Yeah. Well, Pickers. Oh no, no, no! But that wasn't Francis' name for you. Francis. That wasn't. No, he. Francis called you Purse. 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 Short for Percy, was it? I don't know. What do you need, Francis? He never knew about him. He, he just, didn't matter. He just decided some people could be. What did he call Sir Arpov, who was a white Russian cameraman of considerable age? He called him. Oh, Sir Arpov. Arpov. He had a name for Yeah, him. he did. Yeah. yeah. I can't help you guys when I don't have any reference no, points to it. So so I can help you with no, films, I can help you with books, maybe. No, you can't help us with individuals. I can't help you with individuals from your past. <coughs> no. So you'll just have to, you know, move on if you can't. Come on, give us a sort of general question. Well, I, I haven't really got a general question. I was really going to follow up on a little bit that we were talking about there, since it became opportune to me to do so. Jack Schaefer. Jack Shane was the author of Shane. Yeah, yeah. That was the yes, author of Shane. That is true, yes. Now, and, and that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, so you did Shane, they read Shane, mm-hmm. and they were quiet. Oh, yeah. What happened after that, though? They, I can't remember. I, wasn't, I, I can't remember anything, but it was only one class. Yeah. Um, no, I think that got us through the year or the term, because I, I wasn't there very long. It's but so. it wasn't something where you could <clears throat> utilise that to sort of get them interested in... It wasn't a dead poet society no, style no, no, romanticised no, teacher no. comes in and saves the day because they teach English. Uh, no, it wasn't in that instance. And I, I like that film, but I'm, yeah. I'm suspicious it, about that attitude. I wish I could have uh, gone on to do something like that, but I think the triumph was simply that we got them quiet. Yeah, We got them under control, if you can call it control, because it wasn't control as such. By, by But for me, the only triumph possible in a way is... <laughs> to help them to be the best of themselves, you know. Because I, 
Look, it sounds like you did. I mean, I'm not saying that the intention doesn't really matter. Like whether you're trying to get them to be quiet mm-hmm. or you're trying to get them to be the best of themselves, result, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that is the, the result that you're getting is that they are having. When I did theatre in education project at university, our objective was to provoke a change in understanding within the children, and that's what you've achieved there. You've for a, you have for those children created for that moment a change in their understanding. They suddenly realise that a teacher can come in and can read them a book that they can relate to and that they can read it. And that, that, that's there. Now, whether anything is built on top of that, that's, that's the question. Because I, I work with children in deprived areas before they're five. And these kids, they're not like... Like, I can understand why you'd be like, oh, God, I can see how hardly any of these are going to get anywhere. I can even understand how you'd feel that within a primary school, there'd be some kids you'd be like, OK, well, these kids are all right, but that kid, I just can't see. They're just going to end up in prison. I don't think it's a good thing, but it's going to happen. Whereas the kids I got, they're too young to, for any of them to seem like they're going to end up in prison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That they're all just wonderful kids. I've not met a kid that I've not, seem good in under five that they've all they've all got that potential Mm. there Mm. where where i'm working with them and it feels to me like wow you know in my sessions i'm getting them interested in singing i'm getting them interested in books i'm getting them they're having fun that that they're this is something that could have some impact on their lives and studies have shown and blah 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 that it does have uh it helps their speech and language development and things like that and their literacy and their their future viability as a member of productive economic society but is that and that's not enough what i'm doing the the, the next year's got to be good the next year's got to be good. They've got to have someone that reads them Shane. They've got to have someone that makes them make boats. They're not getting either of those people. Generally speaking, they're not getting either of those people. Well, And you only did it one... Oh, those are, yeah, those they're are both, not so good teachers. They're great teachers. Yeah. There are great teachers. They're sprinkled away. But they're not allowed to do what you guys well, are no. trying to do. That's um, the thing. Well, it's more well, difficult. It wasn't a question of being allowed. I, I was say it was, a, it, was a, you know, it was a fight to get them to get them to, to shut up long enough to listen. I mean, how do you think your school would deal uh, deal, deal with now, with Ofsted and all that kind of... I have of... no idea, and I don't want to have any idea, because I just wouldn't know. I haven't got that experience. All I know is... Because you only worked there for a few yeah, years? Or... If you take two or, th- a, two or three children of three or four years old yeah. and read them a fairy story, yeah. you've f- sparked their imagination. Yeah, you've yeah. fired their imagination. Definitely. I read Shane to 14-year-olds and I fired their imagination. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. And that was the important That's thing. all that's good. Yeah, they that's... painted their own pictures of that story. Yes. Yeah. And they read it as well. As they, so they participated. Yeah. But, and I don't know what happened when they left or when they, maybe they went on to read other books. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure that some of them will have done. Statistically, a whole class of people, there's going to be a variety of different outcomes from those kids. <laughs> Even in a world that was much hard, well, it still is. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard for children in deprived areas to oh, sure. to get out of that yeah. shit. But, yeah. but they can do it, and you know they they deserve a better world, really, to to bring them up. You know? We benefited in one way, actually, because some some time afterwards, on the Northcote Road Market, we used to live not very far from there, kind of oh, yeah. Northcote Road Market, down in Clapham. 
used to go down there and every other stall, and there were long, long rows of stalls like Covent Garden, you see, and there were boys from Ballam School on it. Hi, sir. Hi. Really? You want something? You know, offering you tomato something. Yeah. So, is there anything you kind of disagree about? Do you think? I don't know. Is it? Uh, who pays? <laughs> he oh, said. Who he pays? said, "Who pays?" <laughs> who pays? Yeah, I don't know. Um, we might disagree about um, some literary matters. Some subjective literary matters. Oh, no. Are you, are you thinking about that? Uh, that, that Your criticisms of me. I mean, compared with the oh. fantastic letter you've written to my son. Oh, right. You're going, go, you're going this way. Okay. Of course. It, yes. I mean, <laughs> you're going in this direction. I think I'd like to put on record that I, that wasn't a criticism. What I said to you was, it look. Of course it was. It was if valid. you want people to read this. Yeah. You will have to alter it. I'm not suggesting it's going to be better yeah. if you alter it. I'm just going to say if you want someone to read yeah. it through, then do this. I yes. suggest you do that. For example, I didn't ever pass a literary judgment on it by saying no, it's no, worth no. It. You kept making that very clear. Well, oh well. Yeah, but, uh, yeah it, was, it, was, it, was, it was tiresomely clear that you were saying yeah. that, that yeah. It, there was worth it's in no his good. work. I mean, why give you something? I expect something back. I mean, I expect at least. Uh, well, I mean. Something comparable with his letter. An accolade. <laughs> yes, well, an accolade. But then, for so. God's sake, copy yeah, and give it to him. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that you can expect him to give the same kind of feedback to a... Well, he met you in your 30s, to a guy... I mean, he didn't treat me like I was a child, but no, no. there's a lot more development for me to do, and oh, he's yes. aware of that. Yeah, and he even says that, yeah, no. you know, in I, that letter. Implied within that letter is... I don't know what to, to advise you at this moment no. because, you know, you've yeah. got something, yeah. but it's not there yet. Yeah. It's, it's developing. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I think, that the, I, I think that the critique that Eric offers on your work is a fair one. I know you do. I know you do. Well, I mean, you both of you do. <laughs> you've both got the same ideas. I don't think we do. I yes, think we disagree on some areas, yes, but I think that where we po where we possibly both agree is that if you want somebody else to read, if you want someone to read something, you've got to you've got to give them something. Like I, I often fail. There are, there are some of my projects that, like I was listening to Four Days in a Room just the other day. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, don't worry, it's background yes. sound. But uh, <laughs> I was listening to my uh, my the the first podcast project I did Four Days in a Room, which I don't think was a successful experiment the other no. day. And no, no. I, I didn't think that that particular episode I was listening to, I didn't think it was listenable to. Mm -hmm. I thought that it put the audience completely out of it and that they wouldn't bother to... I didn't listen to the whole episode, So I and, and you said you didn't listen to the whole episode. No. Now, I would say that that's my fault, that there was stuff of worth in that episode, yeah. but it wasn't yeah. presented in a way that was good enough for an audience to listen to. Uh, yes, OK. It's... You brought you it up. To agree. You brought it up. Yes. Well, no, I know. I was surprised yes. you brought Go it up. On, then. What, 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 um, what? Do you have Where any you? running jokes between the two of you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's about all we have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you why. I mean, <clears throat> no, we do actually. Yeah. We had a, an experience at Data, which is where we met. Yes. And there were certain characters in there who had two aspects to them. One was they were characters themselves. And the other was that they were 
recreated by the boss, the man called, who ran the show called Francis, who gave them all nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> so we we and we went along with this, and it was, and we somehow carried these characters into other aspects of our lives. <laughs> So that, oh, there was always a Noddy or a Tiger or whoever it That's was, right, or a Wolf yes. or a so and so. All these characters represented the sort of five or six basic human beings you get. And then we were always there. Yes, and, and we, had a, we had a PRO from the North East or something. Oh, yes, Gaten uh, <laughs> What's a PRO? Public Relations Officer. Ah, OK. Yeah. But we both knew him. So I can't even remember what the joke was now, terribly. But no, it doesn't matter. We had, I mean, he was a sort of referable figure. So you had these kind of archetypes that yes, you've applied to... They were particular people. Yes. But they became kind representative, of... Representative, yeah. Yeah. They were representative of the, of themselves and the, the jobs yeah. that they did. Yes, exactly. Yes. Can and this other that. guy who used yeah. to run the show... He saw them in terms of funny names. Yes, he gave everybody in it. And we all and we sort of took took it to, to we kind of put them both together. And everywhere we went after that, if we ever went together anywhere, we would always see representations of these people. Another, he's a real noddy. Oh, he's a real tiger. He's a real so. <laughs> that's right. And that's gone on. Yes. And to, even today, I was going to say we still refer to them. Yeah, we still refer oh, to him because yes. I, I, he will. He went to he went to Cardiff, and I don't know what happened oh, at that, Cardiff about a printing yes. process. But I I started to mock him and saying, "Is that call yes. it, he was Caxton's of Cardiff, the that's printer? Right. Oh, you see, printing the, the, oh, that's with right, the, uh, with the spiral binding. That's right. My dad invested in a spiral binding machine. Yeah, well, we he, before 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 there was self publishing over the, over the internet yeah. with Lulu." He bought himself a spiral binder and he spirally bound everything. And all of my early anthologies, all of the what we were talking spiral. about yeah. earlier on, that would have been spiral bound in that machine. It was a good, it's yeah, a good, good, it's a good machine to have. You still got it. Yeah. It's yeah, a good, I still use it. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good for you, you use it for collecting together articles yeah. that you're interested in reading yeah. again as well, don't yeah. you? Or if you've written a sort of twenty-page manual, you want a manual. Or something. So at that time, he yeah. was giving out his his books in. Spirally bound, spiral yeah. bound, yeah. form them to and sending to, sending them mm. to people. So, but how it became Caxton's, I don't know. It's to do with the printing because I was printing them. And he was printing them, and, yes, and so they called it. Caxton's. And I thought Caxton's of Cardiff. That's it just right. worked. Caxton's of Cardiff. But then Caxton's of Cardiff moved to, to London. To London, but we still have Caxton's. <clears throat> but there's always a bloke in the back shop. <laughs> this very elderly. Gentleman yes. who has been there for fifty or sixty years. Yes. He was exactly called Mr. Whittam. Mr. Whittam. And Mr. Whittam was one of the people who worked in data with us. <laughs> yes. So he's, he's carried over into. So when I phone him up, I'm always printer. saying to him, yes. uh, "Mr. Pickering, uh, oh yes, Caxons are still here. We can do that for you, Mr. Mr. Davis. Davis is one of our oldest clients. <laughs> That's right. You, That's how we always refer. You, you, you do always talk to each other in very kind of." Um, Sometimes, it, sometimes when you when you when you talk to each other, or when I see emails going between the two of you, it, it's a kind of it's a sec, it's a, not a secret language, but it's a shared language that you've sort of built up over. I guess as we've determined, about sixty years, and so it, the yeah, that is the cat coming out, yes. coming through. I guess those fictional characters have existed a lot longer, long have been in existence for three, six, two, tw- twice the uh, amount of time that I've. 
lived. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So those fictional characters have lived longer <laughs> than me so far. Indeed. But you see, they're not fictional. No. <laughs> they were original no, characters. But, but and in fact, really, if you analyse psychology or human behaviour there are only six characters in the world yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true and they, we can get them to fit no, so they fit those yeah I mean we'll talk about politics and think Mr Cameron suddenly we'll give him the, yeah. one of the names ah Mr Hamelin Mr so, Hamelin yeah. Cameron Hamelin <laughs> <laughs> now, now politics right because that's why I was expecting it to go when I said do you disagree mm-hmm. about things I didn't know if you agreed well, politically well I mean, I think we both are enormous fans of the present government, <laughs> and Mr Cameron in particular, and uh, that man who is who's the Mayor of London. Uh, I mean, but do you who, agree... Who had such a jolly time, you know, in, the, in, in at Cambridge in the Bullingdon Club. Yeah, I mean, I... Oxford, wasn't it, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I understand that you, yeah. you both don't like the current administration. I mean, that doesn't make well, you particularly no, different from... I don't think we disagree. <laughs> I don't think we disagree. I think Eric has a very profound view of uh, what's happened to this country. I don't know whether he'd allow me to use the title, because it can be stolen. You can use the title, but is that the question he's asking? Well, it's, it's the question I'm answering. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Answer whatever question you like, yeah. yeah. Quite often people answer completely different questions than I ask, I've discovered. I think we would both agree that we do... I think, well, if I may use his term, the last colony, I think we would both agree that that the empire has retreated into... Come home. Come home. The empire has come home. So we're doing what we we were doing... We are the colonials of the empire now. How, How do you mean? Well, well, let's flesh this yeah, out a little it's bit. Eric's idea. Go on, you, you can explain it better than me. Well, I don't know if I can, but I'll try. It's just that uh, we spent, not we, you and I, but, you know, the nation spent the last 200 years running an empire. Yeah. And about 60, 50 years ago, the last colony closed. Or the last Official. colony, uh, yeah, got its freedom or whatever you call yeah. it. But for 200 years, we had been producing people to run empires. Most of whom, of course, were specifically educated at boarding schools in order to do so. That's not a fiction. No, no, no. That's I know they, that's not a fiction. That's yeah. why they were created, in order to produce people yes. who would eventually go out and run, run the empire. Run yes. the empire. But by the 1950s or early 60s, the last colony had gone. But they were still producing people to run that empire. And the last colony, in my estimation, is England itself. We're being run by a colonial Exactly. Power. Yeah, you're I being, kind of agree with you. are being run by a colonial method and educational system that teaches you to run people, to run the world. But the only world you can run now is your own world in England. Yeah. And that's why I think this is, in fact, England's or Britain's last colony. The Empire's last colony. You had to have somewhere, unless you turned off the tap at the time the last colony abroad was uh, concluded or given its independence, and you then said, right, well, close all these schools and we don't need these people anymore. That would be fine. It would be a totally different society today. But we kept on turning them out. And we kept on giving them or teaching them to be stoically capable of running ruthlessly or unruthlessly, empires of other people. Yeah. 
we didn't turn the tap off. So where are they going to go? No, I mean, I think that's a very good, very good assessment. It's definitely a truth, and it's very worth considering. And I can, and I would, I would just take it and put, very specifically. The language in the last two or three weeks about the riots from Mr. Cameron is yeah. the language of a viceroy, governor general. It's not of a yeah, prime minister. I thought minister. that as well. Actually, right. I thought that exact thing when I when I heard the things he was saying. I was like, this is not what some human being says about other no. human beings. This is what somebody says. You know, this is a this is. He's of not, the natives, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of the natives, the native. they're not part of me. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, that's so. That's so on it. That's really on it. That is a very Those perceptive sort of thought. Yeah, so, uh, native suits. And and you both agree on that. Yeah, and and you guys agree on that. And and so you should. I mean, I, I think you've yes, just you converted do. me to it. Yes. Now. Well, I, well, converted is a bit of a funny word to use. You've convinced me of it. But that's only one strand. I would say that generally with my friends, we share politics, but we don't agree politically. Well, we don't. Do you do, guys... I, mean, we haven't, I don't actually think we've discussed politics ah. as politics in that kind of way. We just take it for granted that we're both sort of on the same sort of territory. Yeah, if you had to pin it down, you could say that fundamentally we are, in the true sense of the word, socialists. Yeah, we're both socialists. Mm. That's right, yeah. Forget whether it's Marx yeah. or Darts or Farts. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. It's just that is the yes. fact, the fundamental. Absolutely. Yeah, OK. Mm. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, I think that's and It doesn't mean it's supporting Harold Wilson or anybody else. You know, it's just... It's... it's, it's, it's I think it's a concept of how people should be and should yes. be running. Yeah. yeah, we believe there is an alternative. Do or you should believe? Be. We believe. Do, do, do you think the, or the alternative or is achievable? Do you think it's achievable? I doubt it. I doubt it. Because I, I that, yeah, <laughs> I, no I, I, I doubt that there's people say that, but I kind of agree. Yeah, I agree, but I got to live through it. Well, I well, think we all have to I live think you have to actually. Yeah, live I've got to live for a longer time well, for then, it, I guess. Then you have to it stretches out ahead of me well, now. This is the trouble with the Labour Party. You're not going to change. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, excuse me. Well, well, sorry. No, no. <laughs> well, the Labour Party is, is pretending, or part of it is pretending, that it's still socialist in a sense, that it has a. An, that it is an, but it isn't an alternative. We know this. Now, it would be much better if the Labour Party. Honest, simply honestly said, look, we believe in socialism. We believe in a different society. We believe in something that there is something better than capitalism. But it is quite impossible for us to achieve that, to get people to agree to that at the moment. So our duty now is we accept that we are within capitalism and our duty is to mitigate the worst excesses of capitalism. Now that's what we want you to vote for, you know, and then you have you put forward your policies, which are part of the mitigation or, or, or reassurance. That it, you know, we would not allow this to happen. For the it needs to be a lot more. But to go on pretending, it, yeah. not not actually. There's no bevan. There's nobody who actually stands up and talks about socialism. But there's a kind of assumption that it's still this broad church, you know, from left to right. Whereas, in fact, it has to say we are a cap- we're a party within a capitalist system. We don't believe in capitalism, but we can only operate within the system. 
Therefore, we have to operate in the same political world as the other parties. Isn't that exactly what Labour said, though? No, it doesn't say it. It does say it. I think it says it. it. it, Well, arguably, it doesn't do it. I think it says it, 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 but it lies. No, no, it lies. It says we are trying to mitigate the worst excesses of capitalism, but we are within capitalism. But what it does is it, it doesn't do that. It says we're going to mitigate them, but it doesn't mitigate them. Absolutely. So that's the problem. It lies. Absolutely. And it is in the payment yeah, of, of the people. It, well, it, 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 it's sort of pushy for him. I mean, it doesn't have an ideological statement. I mean, you don't get... I mean, Bevan made political speeches, you know, like calling them vermin. <laughs> yeah, but you see, there was, there was a much... Bevan, it was in his guts. It was in his... It was, yes. his, it was in his innards. You see, if you take Cameron today, God bless the poor boy, he, the politicians that we were brought up with were people who had a strong reason to be politicians and wanted to be politicians and wanted to change. Cameron comes from another part of the field. He wasn't born to be a politician. He didn't dream at school or whatever the nonsense they talk about being a Prime Minister one day, apart from thinking it might be a nice job. He didn't go through the fire of politics in order to get elected and then become Prime Minister eventually. It was a job that he approached through, say, places like Saatchi. You know, eventually he gets into politics and eventually, oh yeah, he can become Prime Minister. Whereas people in our day were, were sort of religiously determined yeah. to be socialists or to be conservatives in order yeah. to achieve something. Yeah, yeah. But this yeah. is... The, Cam- Cameron, I think, no. could well have had an invitation to run the Hong Kong Bank and he would have thought, yeah, OK, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> you know? But Nye Bevan couldn't have done that. Tony no. Benn couldn't have done that. Do you see what I mean? There was no, I there was no political fire or socialist fire. And I, th- I, I think... Someone who can say what he has done in the last two weeks about these thugs or these depressed people or these rioters, that we were going to get them, we'll hammer them, we're, we're fighting back, you're fighting back. They're your people, yeah. they're your people, I mean, you're not Christ's fighting against sake, them. What's he saying? Where you is are this they, you're no, their prime minute. minister. This is the governor general in India saying we're not going to have that from these Sikhs. Yeah, yeah. You know, yes. yeah, I know. We'll send the army up, and we'll send the army up, and we'll put them in the Khyber Pass as well. We'll, we'll, we'll screw them. Yeah, but what have Labour said? I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> Labour. I, I, I think they're coming from the same. Yeah, yeah. singing from the head. Yeah, yeah. they're that's singing exactly from the same. What I mean. <laughs> they won't say anything because they are. They're, but they're not saying we are in this same society, this society which won't allow us to be socialists. But we, we, we recognise that. And we will operate within the means that are allowed. They're not saying that. They simply are another party. They're saying capitalism... They're another party that claims it can manage capitalism better than... But better. Not, yeah. not meaning more... Com- not better in economic terms. Better in general terms. Better in capitalism's own terms. But they're like Cameron themselves. The Millibands are only clones of Blair anyway. Yes. Yeah. They're very similar yes, I mean, people. Anybody, they're very smart and they're, yeah. they're, you know, they'll get there. They get the part in the, in the, in the new BBC costume drama. Yes. Yeah. But it's not actually coming from anything from. but I've well, got the part. They, I mean, the whole thing, it's so hard to even... 
I think for so many people, and I'm not generally one of them, but I do have a sympathy with them, it's so hard for people to even care about these politicians because there's no sense of any change ever. So people often go, well, what can I do? What can I do? Mm. I can live my life and I'll yeah, just think about my life and I won't think lives. about politicians yeah. because why the hell am I going to think about them because they're never going to change anything significantly. And it's only well, when... not in my... Yes, well, not to my... Not to my... Not people, things to, change. Well, an interesting but, but thing that's happening... It's structural. Well, it's an... In, we're something we have to put up with. If they put the pension up or put them down... There is a sense is, of that, definitely. There is so a sense of that. With our lives. But an interesting thing that's happening now a little bit is that people are more Hopefully. engaged... Well, no, I mean, w- what's just happening at the moment is that people are more engaged with some areas of politics. Yes. What they're not doing is they're not crossing over often no. to the general. So they're annoyed about this one thing that's happening to them here, but yes. they're not saying the big picture is bad. So that doesn't need you know, socialism. Well, it, I don't know what... I don't know if anything can lead to... I'm sorry, guys. I don't think... I, I, don't, I don't know if anything can no, lead to socialism. I, I have a lot of sympathy with the, with, the, with, the, with the belief system and I just don't see it happening. No, but that means... I think things have changed too much. I think that's the problem, that, that, that we're too immersed in certain things that capitalism creates. So we're, we're too dependent on technology... That, that we can't we can't deal without it, you know. So it it, it, it structures no, but it's it structures our to... thinking. It structures yeah. the way people think. I mean, this is another thing I was kind of going to talk to you guys about. So what do you think is the, what, what? Well, what do you think is the difference, generationally speaking, between how people are? And I mean, we've kind of been talking about this anyway. You see, between what between your between lot, well, yeah. You're like our lot. I mean, I, I'm not even the main generation anymore. Like, I'm thirty, so it, 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 the main. Where's the generation? They're they're twenty, aren't they, or something? That's this current generation of twenty. I don't know. When does a generation change? I mean, people have different sort of values on it. Yeah. Is that every ten years? So we're, we're, yeah, but generation. since we don't know the definition, we're talking about a general feeling yeah. about the way that generations yeah. have changed since your possible. days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what what do you think is? Do you think there's? Do you sense a difference in the way that generations, the the current generation and my generation, the way we we act, the way we think, the way we structure our society and our lives? I mean, what do you think about the monumental changes that have happened you, in your lifetime? What do you think about that? If you were listening to the I am listening, and I'm not sure. What he's 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 cutting up his yeah, his strawberry. No, 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 let me let me have the cream. the cream. Where's the cream? You said we're eating strawberries and just cream. Just repeat that last part again. Okay, what? I did hear it. It's about sorry. I'm changing the subject, but only insofar as change it, change well, it. No, away. I'm not changing it. I'm just adapting something because I Do think it. we're 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 probably on a false trail, if that's the expression. Okay, we're. Talking about socialism, yeah, and we're talking about conservatism, I suppose, and we're trying to sort of see who fits into what. Now, socialism is a dirty word, anyway. In this yeah, country, this right? is a problem. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, if we could just for once eliminate these basically political terms, yeah, and yeah. talk about a society, a egalitarian society, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. Now that's 
what this country doesn't have. No. And that's what this country is never going to have. Because egalitarianism fundamentally means that... I'm sorry, put it negatively. You can't have egalitarianism with a class system. No. Just, no, I agree with that. That's, that's, that's all I mean, I'm... No, I have to be... I mean, I'm... Wave the flag a bit and go back to my long experience in, in, in Scandinavia. Yes. They have egalitarianism. They have differences in people. They have... Don't, don't misunderstand me. But... They never ever doubt that you and I are, in the eyes of God, equal. You can't get that in England. These people in the, who are writing, they're not just writers with a grievance. They're different. And Cameron knows the difference. See what I mean? Yeah. They are socially, not just socially, they are oh, physically <laughs> and emotionally inferior. The natives, right? Yeah, you can't get that form of thinking. You couldn't even get the, you couldn't even get people to understand what you're talking about over there. Yeah, because they start on the basic premise that, you know, you're a bastard and he's even worse. But we're all equal anyway. Yeah, you understand yes. it from birth. That's what I don't understand. Why the hell people don't think like that, Dave? Because well, you I, can't. It's bred out of you for three or four, five thousand, a hundred years. Yeah, I guess so. It's just not in the in the in the constitution. But the, the thing is, where the way I was brought up, I I I can't see it. Like I know it's I know it exists. I feel passionately about the class system. I I I've seen its terrible effects on people. I I, I know people of different classes, and I know that people of all different classes are nice. Um, and I also know that people of well, potentially nice. That there are nice as people in all classes. And I also know that 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 money can blind people, and that very nice people can be completely unaware of the lives of the people who are in the different classes yeah. below yeah. them. Yeah. I know all of that stuff, but I can't see it because I just don't understand why people can't, how people can look at other human beings. And just not see them as being the same as them. But you can't understand it. I, no. But you can certainly see it. I can see it. Yeah. I know it happens, and I, but I can't understand the basic inability to look at someone that's completely like you and not and like. Look, I work with all of these kids in, I, and I work in with kids in rich areas and I work with kids in poor areas and they're all nice you know they are all nice and so how can I look at another human being an adult human being of any race or colour or class or, or whatever how can I look at them as and not see them as you know as being those kids as having been children yeah, those ch kids who've then been through um, yeah but life experience. but they haven't yeah so, so life slate, so it? life is what's fucked them up not what yeah. they began with well, yeah no, no i mean i'm I not mean, saying no that there aren't i'm yeah, not i'm not i'm not saying genetics that don't mean no. anything the older i get the more i think genetics is the one yes, of the most I mean, important things that influences adult behaviour that's not the same you thing that. once you have consciousness you actually disrupt um, genetics immediately I mean the whole business of natural, natural selection disappears with human consciousness because it, it remains as a background as, as an instinctive 
factor, but equally the fact that you are conscious means that you can look at this instinctive factor and say, I choose not to do it, or I don't like it, or I do like it, or I reinforce it, or whatever. You can examine it. No animal can examine it. I mean, animals are... Tall. No, I mean, I agree. Consciousness messes things yeah. up in some ways and, 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 and also allows us to um, overpower, perhaps, or find ways of managing our direct genetics yeah. better. I don't think you get rid of it. Like, I think of my flaws as being... They're, they're flaws. Well, I think my my flaws are also strengths, and it's up to me to manage those yeah. behaviours to make me into the best person I can be. Right now, but that's beside the point. What I'm saying is, when 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 they are babies and when they are toddlers, they have the potential to be themselves yeah. without they are egalitarian they are truly egalitarian they don't go into a, a, a children's center and see difference they go into a children's center and into engage like you say they, they have that well, naturally scandinavian thing you're talking about not at under five not they under are five. too young they are getting you taught it yeah. they are getting yeah. taught it and it will yeah. be embedded by them i think in primary school by the mid primary oh, yeah. school i think most so, children are inducted into the class that, system obviously. well i tend to think that, well, that when, after a thousand years it's virtually genetic what class is yeah. virtually genetic in this country? Yeah, because it because it's taught from such an early age. No, it's bred. It's bred. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's right, a thousand yeah. years, it's bred. It's in the genes. Now, I don't know if I agree. No, with that. I hope you don't. I, I don't. mean, I'm glad you don't because then there's hope. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that there is hope. Hmm. Good. I mean, I, I think that there is hope. Is it hope that will change? No, 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 because the thing that defines hope is its impossibility. <laughs> you know, like, the, the, the thing is, there is beauty, there is hope, there is love, people are nice, that people can get through life and have successes individually, there can be moments of, of, of brilliant change for people, but I, I can't see it happening on a social level. And I can't see that the, the hope I have in people as individuals is not the same as the despair I have about society in general. Mm-hmm. That the individuals can be wonderful, but it is not so working collectively at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how you make it work collectively. I don't think it's working collectively anyway, but you see at the moment. Um, well, I don't know if it ever moment. has. I don't know if it ever has. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if it ever has throughout history. I don't look back at history through romantic Mm-hmm. Uh, goggles. I think there are a lot of things that are better now mm-hmm. than they were historically in lots of ways. Mm. People have Depends much. Who you are, and where you are. Yes. I mean, it's I think a generally, relationship between. I think even yes, between the person. If you compare the worse off <clears throat> now with the worse off in the Middle Ages, uh, they're, they're, they're they're doing better. Uh, if you can, and if you and if you compare the richest now with the richest in the Middle Ages. They're also doing much better. That's a big problem. So both yeah. have got they, they they we spiral out. So people pe- pe- still people get richer and richer and richer. Yeah, no, no, no I'm talking globally. I'm talking globally. Well, I don't think it's necessarily true globally. I mean, what about the famines, for instance? The yeah, moment? there were famines in medieval England, though. Yes, but they, they're just as bad. Yeah, I'm saying the worst is. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay. It's not worse. It, it, it's 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 not, not it's not, not got worse. It's no. either the same or it's better. Yes. I don't think it's got worse. 
No, like for the for the people at lowest level, just because it also of, depends upon you know the definition of better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was talking in the West. That was a correct. Yeah, yeah, that was a correct. It's material. It I've happen. changed my mind. I think I was talking in the West. Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> a, You've a convinced me on that one. Well, it was a digression, and it's about yeah. time to wrap up, really. Okay. Um, but it's been a very interesting discussion, quite while far ranging. Uh, into different areas that I wasn't Speak expecting. For yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it went into lots of different areas that I wasn't expecting, and that's not uh, a bad thing. It's all right. So, what I say to people at the end of every episode is, well, I, I, what I say is, do you have anything to plug? But I'm not going to say that this time because he's already, you've you've done it once yeah. and rejected it a couple of times, I think, and he's rejected it once. Yeah. So we're not going to do plug him. So we're going to ask us instead. All I ask, which Eric was a little bit like uh, reluctant the first time around, we'll see how it goes this time, is. Um, well, I guess actually, before it doesn't feel like a correct time exactly to finish it yet. I guess <sighs> what you have to go on. Well, no, 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 no. I don't want to go on particularly. I, I kind of want to leave it on a, a final thought, yes. really. Yeah. I, I guess what I don't know. You, you guys are both, if you don't mind me saying so, old, old, old yes. people. Yeah. Um, at least dad is. What What would you say to this generation? To who? To your generation? Yeah. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I... Good luck. You think it's your fault that it's not no. got better? No. We're, we're sorry that, that for the future you're, you We're got. sorry for you, yeah. Okay. Good luck. That's nice. Yeah, I would echo that. But I'd also say, look, do you mind opening the door and letting me in and telling me what you feel? What do you mean? That's it. So the, you'd like to say that to the children? Yeah. To the children, right? Just, just talk to me. I mean, we 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 may look oldish, we may look, you know, yeah, uh, uh, hideously. Uh, what's the, what's the word? Not repulsive, but away from you, different yeah. from you. But we still have these these things going up here, and uh, we're not actually worn out. No, no, as no, people as minds. No, no, absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> I would like very much to engage with you, not to teach you, but to answer any questions you like that you think I could answer. No, I think this is important. I think, definitely. but at the same time, I'd like very much to understand how you think, not how you think about me, but how you think about what is and what's happening. You're talking about my generation generally. Or are you talking uh, about well, me even, specifically? Even, even, no, are you or the or earlier than you? Well. You know? For my own part, I think I do quite well in opening the door. I don't think I keep closed very much of what I think or feel about anything. No, I'm not. But my generation generally has. It's interesting. We are much more emotionally literate with each other sometimes. But there isn't very much intergenerational emotional literacy, and I think that would be good. I, I agree That's with you. I, mean. I think. And it's not just on my generation or, or mm. generations mm. younger than me. Mm. It's it's not just on their shoulders as well. You you two may want the door open. You may want to <clears throat> hear what young people have mm. to say. You are not necessarily representative. There are lots of people who don't 
want to hear as sure. well so and there are young people who don't want to tap don't want to listen to you as mm. well so i mean but those who do want to listen to each other definitely should mm. i mean I, I i i did a talk the other day a true story event where i talked about dad yeah and um my relationship with him as as part of it, it, was, a, it was a nice uplifting story mm. and i ended it with saying you know I um, have had the lucky opportunity to record podcasts with my dad about his past before I was alive, and I've also had that opportunity with my mum mm-hmm. to find out what she was like before I was alive. So I really recommended that everybody did that themselves because because we don't know what our parents were like before us. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think this is the same thing. Like, it is great to talk to to you guys. I think that that in itself will be interesting to listeners of my generation mm-hmm. that, that, that they haven't normally talked to to, to to old people in this kind of a way. Like, and I I, I certainly really enjoy it. Recommend it very strongly. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's a really nice way to end it. Would you like to say goodbye to the audience? Goodbye, folks. <laughs> yeah, goodbye, good luck, and keep <laughs> keep at it. Keep yeah. at it. Keep yeah. on trucking. <laughs> yes. Keep at it. That's what you said in the letter. You can find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter, at GBA Podcast. You can find it on Facebook. It's Getting Better Acquainted. Have a search on Facebook and like it. Or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk You can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way. There are lots of ways to get better acquainted.